Greetings, fellow Earthlings. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. I want to thank all of our listeners from all over the world. Please do subscribe and share if you're not already. All right, let's get into it. I'm doing fantastic. So greetings, fellow Earthlings. I am on the line with my dear friend, Anthony Schultz. I have known this gentleman since I was 13 years old. He's new to stereo. Give him a warm welcome. We've got Tony Schultz uh, and myself talking about just just random, random rants. We're just having a conversation. It was going so deep. I was like, oh, my God, we got to go live with this. So we're doing it. We're bringing it to the people and just kind of talking randomly about politics, economics, yada, yada, yada. But every time we talk, it goes deep. So where were we, Tony? God. <laughs> oh no! How do we get yeah. this started again? <laughs> we broke. We broke yeah, the momentum. Like, you're like, "Fuck you, Dave! Put it okay, on me." No, Where were we? I don't know. Where were we? Basically, no, basically, Dave. We were. Everybody has their price, and if you had a show, and somebody said to you, "You know, um, forget about all your principles. I'm going to give you a bunch of money." Would you do it? And both of us are pretty much in agreement, Dave. Yeah, yeah, we probably would. Yeah, well, okay, so thank you. Thank you for the for the refresher. So, you know, I consider myself to be a pretty level-minded human, right? Pretty uh, empathetic, pretty compassionate, uh, a fighter for the underdog. But um, I also have a lifelong dream of using my, my voice to make money getting into comedy, getting into voiceover, getting into broadcasting. And then Tony and I were talking about, you know, well, would you do something that was against, that violated your personal integrity for the right dollar amount? And without flinching, I said yes. Because I grew up, you know, semi-poor. And watching people around me have an easier time. Um, So unfortunately... Yeah, yeah. I would sell out my integrity in a heartbeat for the right amount. You know, every and then, you know, if you have negative thoughts about that, think about it. Everybody's got a price. Obama had a price, right? He he bailed out the bankers, not the homeowners. So everybody has a price. It's just what's the number? What's the number? Right. And also, Dave, there's that whole situation with you know, the um, I've got to compromise. I've got to make some kind of adjustments to get to where I need to get. And even if I don't get everything I want, I've got to do something to at least get partially. So sometimes I don't think it's just because, you know, you have, you know, no morals. Sometimes you got to give something to get something. Well, you always do, don't you? But it's what level are we talking, right? right? Where does it end, right? I mean, yeah. and politics is, is that way, David. Like, well, right now our politics is, you know, there's no compromise at all. It doesn't seem like these guys can get together on anything. But for the most right. part, it's always been like, hey, I want this. And somebody's going to say, well, what, what was that day? It was like those those pork barrel type things where you want to say A, but somebody says you got to throw in B or I'm not going to vote for you and you're not going to get your A. Whatever those well, things might be, right? Can we can like, we know, talk about one that 
someone's bills Dave, that have nothing to do. You know, they'll they'll sell, they'll there will be some kind of a legislation, and then they'll throw in something yeah. that has nothing to do with that le- legislation. But you have to include that to get it passed. Yeah, if you want me to vote for this legislation, we must include this. So I've got a fa- I've got a, a factual on this. Recently, the COVID stimulus package that went out, four billion dollars of aid to Israel. Wow! Like, wait a minute. I thought this was a COVID stimulus pack to help the u.s economy but a couple you know a bunch of staunch republicans or you know i don't it might have been both sides of the aisle staunch reporters of israel threw that in there you know on page 542 right Mm -hmm. you want us to vote for it brutal and some of that stuff is so you know endless i mean wasn't that what the line item veto years ago was about dave so they could take, yes. they could veto portions of legislation rather than the whole bill. Right. So you should be able to take out items of a bill that have nothing to do with the overarching goal of that bill. Right. Right. Like right. for U.S. U.S. economy stimulus, there should not be woven into that bill foreign aid to a foreign country. That's a different yeah. topic. Right. What does that have to do with the, what we're talking about? Like, why do you, why yeah. that? Shouldn't right. that be a different piece of legislation altogether? Thank you very much. But that would be informing the public as opposed to trying to police the public. Right. So now we're talking about the intent of our politicians. And, 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 and you know what this brings up, Tony? I don't I, I don't want to take over the conversation. Let me throw one thing out and throw it back to you. What do you think about the fact that we have five lobbyists for every member of Congress? So for every member of Congress, say AOC, she's got five lobbyists coming at her every day. When was the last time I went to Congress? Oh, guess what? I've never been to Washington, D.C. When was the last time you went and met with a congressperson in Washington? Oh, probably never. We don't. But no, guess what? Never. Lobbyists, they're there every day. And they're not so, serving the interest of the general public. Thank you. So what do you think on that? How do we fix that? Oh, well, Dave, this is you and I have talking about this, oh, I don't know, 30 years now. Um, and I think, isn't um, uh, H1... Oh, God, I don't want to say... H, not H1N1. H, come on, Dave. There's, <laughs> That's there's where a I was going. Of, there's a H1N1 was a virus, right? There's a piece of yeah. legislation, Dave, and I can't remember specifically what it is now, but it's I about either, big but money. I know what you're talking about. It's about big money in politics, and this is the the Biden administration putting this out there, Dave. And I'm like, you know what? This sounds like really progressive type of legislation, Dave, and I'm all for it. And I, this is the kind of thing we need. We need to get the big money out of politics, like you and I've been talking for years and years. And over the last, um, I don't know, decade or so, it's only gotten worse. It's absolutely, it's actually gotten worse when it was bad before. Exponentially worse, right? It's it's so um, unbelievably ridiculous. The, the the way these guys can just go in there and go, I have this amount of money. I want you to support this legislation. How can, and now, how can a society and he, be okay with that? 
It's insanity. And I think the reason, Tony, is because most people don't know, right? Because, you know, MSNBC, CNN, Fox, they're not talking about this. They're not talking about how to be an informed voter about, you know, they're not talking about this. They're not talking about critical thinking, right? Question authority, think for yourself. None of that. None of that. You know, bow, bow and obey, basically. Is it uh, HR I mean, one overgeneralize. What's that? Is, that, is that the piece? Is, is the legislation HR one? Is that? That's I think it was HR ninety six, HR ninety six, HR six ninety something like that. God damn it! I don't remember I the uh, the number. But actually, Dave, some of remember. these news programs have been talking about that particular piece, but in general, they don't talk enough about that type of thing. When that well, should be exactly, they, we should all we should all be taking a class on this kind of stuff. Well, well, thank you. And finances, right? So what else don't they teach us, right? Like, do we learn how to balance our checkbook? No, because guess what? It benefits the bank if you bounce a check. Do we learn, right? It, isn't that crazy? Like, wouldn't you think, even in home ex class, when we had it back in high school, and who knows if, the, if it even exists, but there was a home economics class when, when Tony and I went to high school, and it taught you basically how to run a household, you know? Um, yeah. But I don't remember. How to run the financial, financial field of your life. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't remember. Here's how you balance a checkbook. That part I never learned. Why? Because the banks probably pay them to not teach that. Because every time you bounce a check, the bank gets 20 bucks. So there's 350 million people in the, in the country. How many banks like check, bounce checks per day, right? Well, it just so, it does seem like the kind of the kind of stuff that uh, incredibly practical, useful material. And I, I was never a math guy, but the vast majority of us, Dave, let's be honest, are never going to use algebra. Thank you. Okay, I'm not. But and I'm not saying don't economics we could use. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's good for your brain to learn those kind of things, and you can learn different. Uh, different things. That's, that's really good brain exercise, but you know, to get through high school or to get through college that you're not going into a math background, sort of a, you know, uh, a math occupation, you're not training for something like that. I just don't see why you have to have algebra one, algebra two. And I think there's another one even after that to get a BA. You know? Algebra two, algebra two to get a BA, but thank you because I don't have a BA, Tony. And that's been my stumbling block is algebra. Um, I have no desire to do any type of science, medical. I want to do broadcasting. I want to talk to people, right? So why do I need algebra? You really don't. Why couldn't I take four more English classes at increasing levels of difficulty, right? Uh, Dave, I, I'm one of these kind of people that like... If Again, if you're not going into that particular field where that kind of stuff is required and that absolutely you need to learn that to be able to, say, work in computer science and, you know, um, different medical backgrounds and stuff like that or go into finance or whatever, you know, Contractor. you need to do stuff like that. To me, Dave, if you pass general math or a, or a basic algebra class just to finish it all off, because algebra kind of does finish the whole thing off as far as. Right, you know, introduction to algebra, right? Right. Once you finish that that introductory part, 
of it. Well, obviously, if you can do that algebra, Dave, then you can add, subtract, multiply, divide, do percentages, that, 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 right? You can do all that basic stuff so you can balance your checkbook, right? You and you're good for 90% of jobs. Right. So what, why, why all the, oh, you know, but Dave, actually a, uh, a teacher once said to me, said very specifically to me, I, I asked him like, you know, I want to be a, be a broadcaster, do sports writing. I, you know, why do I need to? And he's like, well, because they want to sell you textbooks and, and charge you to take classes. <laughs> he was really upfront about it, Dave. And I'm like, oh, okay. But if you, again, he's like, you know, if a four-year degree is what you want, you know, you want to get a college education, complete it. This is what you got to do. How much do you right. want to do? And you might, you might, some people might think you sound cynical, Tony, by saying that. I want to counter those people's perspective right now. Um, because it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. So I was taking algebra at 42 years old, going back to school, taking algebra. So one semester I sign up, the, the textbook, $162, $162, Tony. There's a whole the business next, in there, dude. The next semester, they're using a different textbook. Did algebra change? No. Oh. Apparently, algebra was invented way back by the, by the, by the Egyptians, <laughs> by Iranians, Tony, <laughs> Persians, Persians. So the Persian Empire. Right. So it hasn't changed since the Persian Empire. Why the fuck are you changing your textbook? Oh, because you want to rape me for money. It's exactly what it is, Dave. It's exactly what it is. And again, just from a practical standpoint, Dave, I've never used algebra since I took algebra. Thank you. you know? Thank you. I'm not my, my I'm not friend who was computers a... or developing software here. I don't need to know that. Well, and, and so it's not just those people, Tony. Rick Bushner, who was a friend of uh, of Tony and I, uh, still is. You know, um, love you, Rick. But anyway, you know, a brilliant Finnish carpenter, con general contractor, mathematic thinking guy. But he was like, dude, I use algebra every day. How do you calculate the rise and run of a staircase? I'm like, fuck, I don't know. He's like, it's, yeah, it's basic high school algebra, Dave. Come on. I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, well, that makes there's sense. one guy using it. I remember uh, it was uh, Sean Beeman from years ago. I remember Sean Beeman, Dave. And uh, oh, yeah. he's like, basically, Dave, he was the guy when the computer broke down, he'd come in and fix it. Yeah. Okay? In had, high school. He, he was had that a very genius in high school. He had a very skilled job, you know, just a few years out of high school when he, he started working this. And I was talking to him about it one day. We were waiting at the DMV in Marin County or in uh, Nevada. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> And I bumped into him and we started talking and like, oh, going on about this and that. And he's just like, oh, yeah, you don't like algebra. I'm like, I got to tell you, Tony, I use it every day. I'm like, OK, well, then you're the guy, Rick Bushner, Sean Beeman. You're the guys that should be taking this stuff. You know? And it should I be an elective. It should be an elective or a requirement for science and mathematic yes. course for majors. Exactly. Right. But but if you're an English major, if you're a broadcasting major, come on, man. You kidding me? It's just a hurdle. And why is that hurdle in front of me? I, I agree, Dave. I agree. I, I mean, I'm all for, you know, a well-rounded education, Dave, the liberal arts type of education. But at sure. some point, Dave, 
how much literature, if I'm not going into a, you know, uh, I, I don't want to be a writer or something like that. You know, I want to be a, uh, right. a contractor. Yeah, yeah. If I yeah, want to yeah. be a contractor, how much, how much literature, how much Edgar Allan Poe and Herman Melville do I, do I need to read? I'm all for taking one of those courses to get through college, Dave. I'm all for totally. that. And, and I do agree that to have a, a well-rounded society, people need a base level of knowledge. However, what we're talking about is, okay, I got my base level of math. Now I want to go into a focus. I want to focus on my specialty that I know I want right. to do with all my heart. Let me do that. Let me do that. And Dave, I just think, you know, because of the cost of education, and that's something else we could talk about too, but because of the hey, cost Tony. of education and because of the time in education, shouldn't we be, David, gearing that type of thing more toward getting a career, getting a job? Shouldn't it be that practical part of it? Well, I think it should. Tony, we got we got a message from a listener. Uh-oh. Oh, my oh, God. We got my friend Mind Fox. So, you know, the word, you know, the uh, you know, the movie V for Vendetta, right? I've heard of it. I've not seen that yet. I'm going to watch that at some point. You need to watch it. It's it's amazing. So it's the government came up with a whatever. It's basically what we're going through right now. But, but the premise is Guy Fox was a real character back in the day. So it's it's a movie, but there's historical true facts to it. And the reason I'm saying this is because a friend of mine on stereo here, Mind Fox, who's it's that's a tweak on Guy Fox, right? Mm -hmm. um, he's leaving us a message right now, and he is a very deep thinking gentleman. And here we have a message from Mind Fox. I think we're in the era of self-made. Um, I don't believe at this point, I mean, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a cardiologist, you need college for that. If you want to be a lawyer, you have to pass the bar, but there's a lot of gray areas. I mean, there's a lot of independent artists that refuse to sign to a record label because why? I make so much money from my YouTube channel and my independent shit on Spotify, and there's no need for that. Um, yep. We've reached the point where, I mean, on a side note, do you have to have algebra to get a broadcast degree? Yes. Yeah, actually, you do. You do. Yeah. Or you used um, to. I've been out of school for a million years. It might have changed, but in the old days, Dave, if you wanted to get that degree, you had to have that. That was a requirement. Yeah, that's why I have a certificate in audio engineering and not a BA, because I didn't finish my algebra requirements. It's one of those hurdles. You got to do it. And again, Dave, that's the whole thing. If you want something, you have to like, you know, there's certain things that you have to get done. You have to accomplish. You have to fight through it to get it. I'm all for that. But like you and I have been talking about, part of this is a freaking racket. Yes. Part of this is what can I charge you for? It's like, you right. know, I have to have a business license to work for the city of Walnut Creek to do sports games, even when I only do a handful of them a year. Why do I need a business license to do a handful of gigs a year? Why? Because they yep. can charge me 75 bucks. That's why. That's exactly why. And guess what? 
if you go to the next town over, you need a business license there too. And I'm all for it, Dave. If you're going to work, you know, make a certain amount of money and you're working a lot, okay, I get it. They want to collect money from you. They got a society to run. It's like paying your taxes. I don't have a problem with it. But is it really necessary, Dave, when I literally make, oh, I don't know, six or $700 a year maybe doing that? Seriously? It's right. like, yeah, it's not no, like it's we're ridiculous. working. We're not even, it's not even a part-time job. Not even close. Right. It's a love. It's a labor of love is what Basically, it is. It puts a few bucks in my pocket for doing a job, making me feel like a professional that my time is valued. And then I can say, Marlene, honey, you want to go out to dinner? Yeah, I got a couple of hundred bucks from the last game I did or last couple of games I did. Let's, let's yeah, go out and guess what? A movie. And guess what? This last week I used my degree, right? Right. Yeah, the stuff that I'm trained for. Tony's one of the a... I went to college. This is what I do. This is what I do. Yeah, because Tony, you know, did the four-year plan. I did the short plan. I, I did 10 years singing in a band, but I only did a 24-unit college program for audio engineering, specifically focused on audio engineering. Um, Tony and I did a, a radio program together. He was doing sports, and I just, you know, kind of, you know, ran the mixing board. But um, yeah, so we've both had this love, this passion, this desire, but society places these hurdles in front of you. And it, it, to me, it's, it's, it's really, it's really disheartening because there's so many people that you would, that you would see killing it on so many levels. If they could just focus on where their talent was a, and where their passion is, Right. Like, let me focus on what I'm good at. I don't want to become mediocre at what I suck at. I want to become really good <laughs> at what I'm good at. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can make me a really shitty, low-level, totally low-ball mathematician. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your goal? Or I could be a master orator, right? <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it, it's like... Okay, are you smarter than a fifth grader? No, no, I'm not. When it comes to math, there's a, probably a bunch of fifth graders that are just better at this than me. That's all there Straight is up. to it. I'm never going to be good at this. And like, I, 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 I just don't have a problem if you're doing this. That's if you're doing this, and it's in my best interest to know this stuff. But clearly, Dave, it's not, and they just want to. They want you to. They want to sell you another textbook. That's well, it. you know what it is. You know what it is, Tony. It's it's teaching us to bow to authority, to conform to the norm, and preparing us to work in a factory. But guess what? We don't have factories anymore. Um, most jobs are entrepreneurial, right? Like like uh, small businesses are the majority of our economy, right? So that's people having an idea putting their love, their sweat, their tears into it, giving it their all. That's what we should support. I, I'm all for it, Dave. Um, what I do see now in our economy and what is really needed, Dave, uh, as we kind of a bit of a segue here, um, infrastructure is really critically important, Dave, to moving our society along, to keeping us up with what's new and what's going on. We need broadband, Dave. We need bridges fixed. And that takes, Dave, a lot of people 
who know how to go out and do that kind of work, Dave. You know, we need a lot of we need welders, Dave. We actually need this kind of stuff. And yet that's not that's not happening. All the entrepreneurial and the artistic stuff, Dave, I think that is fantastic. People chase their dreams, okay, and make things happen. But a lot of times, Dave, I need somebody who knows how to build a building. You know, we just flat out need that. And we gotta put more effort and money into it. And I think David You think there, when when, when if if, if you need your house painted Tony, if you need your house painted, do you want somebody who knows about all the different types of paint, the different types of surface preparation, how each different surface needs to be prepared to a, to a, for, to have paint adhere to it? Or do you want them to have a base level of al- base level knowledge of algebra? <laughs> I want somebody who's competent, who knows what they're doing, is going to do a good job, Dave. I'm not going to have to repaint it in like six months. And is right. not going to charge me an arm and a leg. And I'm willing, Thank you. David, for a good job, I'm willing to pay a decent amount of money. So that said individual, it's worth it for them to come out and do that type of job. Thank you. And and now this person shouldn't have to go through a rigmarole, like basically a boot camp of education just to get through it to then do something 180 degrees in the opposite direction. That's cray cray, right? Why don't we have an apprenticeship program for people who aren't quote unquote college material? Why don't we have an apprenticeship program? Like, hey, do you want to be a plumber, drywall guy, painter, plumber? What do you want? Exactly. And and, and a lot of those jobs, David, like you said, they just they don't require college, Dave. This is not, you know, jobs, Tony. Right. As a as a. As a plumbing contractor, you're making 90 bucks an hour, Tony. That's 180,000 a year. God, is it is that what they're making now? My god. That's 180 grand a year, Tony. And now granted, I'm talking it, about I the, didn't know it was that much money. I mean, that is just my god, that is that's a, a lot of dough. That is a very good high standard of that, living. That's a good fucking living. You're making a lot more than an office manager, right? But ooh, you're a plumber. You have to deal with poop every once in a while, like people's yeah, kitchen gross. drains. It's kind of gross sometimes. It can be. I'm not going to lie. I've done handyman work for 20 years. Plumbing is the worst freaking thing in the world. Um, but it, it, it is so it, stinking necessary, Dave. It is yeah, so oh, yeah. important. And some people dig it. So stoke those people because we need them. So stoke them, pay them, right? We need them. If your drain quits quits working, your main drain for your whole house, you're screwed. All your toilets will back up. You're sh- right, right? I mean, plumbing is one of I mean, come on. The Romans gave us plumbing, Tony. Right? We had mass, you know, mass pandemics, huge viral outbreaks, horrible health repercussions before there was modern quote-unquote modern plumbing and by modern plumbing i mean what the what the uh um italians invented the you know well i think like the the romans the the romans were able to build like the first aqueducts so they could move water to a certain area and somehow did these guys were so smart i mean how many centuries ago was this and they were able to get water to like go uphill how did they Tony, figure that out? 
Tony, they had concrete that is stronger than ours today. How? How did they? How did they? I don't know. But we don't have concrete that strong today. Their concrete was stronger. Not only did they have the aqueducts that we that we all know about, dude, they had lead water pipes. Granted, granted, it was lead, and that's fucked up. They didn't know, so they're it, you know they're basically giving everybody that's drinking the water brain damage. But yeah, they were the first people to use a pipe. Now, it's some of that stuff that Roman engineering. I think History Channel had a series about Roman engineering, Dave. Specifically, oh, yeah. I, I caught some of that. It's they're absolutely incredible, you know. But it goes to show you, David, that that kind of practical knowledge—the guy that you know carries a lunchbox, the quote-unquote blue-collar worker—those people are skilled and exceedingly important. I I was watching something years ago, Dave, about the breakdown of society and when essential they employees decide, when they when they decide to you know, shut things down and we're not going to be using this and we don't, you know, and the people that they found out that were needed the most in, in the immediate time frame, Dave, the people Lowest that were needed paid. the most were garbage men. Lowest paid. <laughs> Lowest paid, Tony. Get, you don't get rid of the garbage, then you have all, it's filthy, it stinks, and it causes disease. Well, now you got rats. Now, now you got disease. Now you got typhoid, and you know, now you got Middle Ages diseases coming back, right? And so, what, what, where did those diseases come from? Fecal matter from from our sewage not being treated with, and from garbage. Isn't that right? isn't that incredible though? I mean, it's Dave. They didn't miss the hedge fund manager as much as they missed the garbage man. What does that right. tell you? Oh. Well, exactly. And and Tony, who became an essential worker? Oh, our grocery clerks. God yes. bless our grocery clerks. Thank you for, for being. Do you remember this, Tony? Thank you for being yes. on the front line. Give them a fucking raise. Don't thank them. <laughs> you kidding me? Pay them a well, living wage. And Dave, how about the uh, the people that are growing our food, processing our food, trucking our food to market? How about the, uh, how 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 important did they become in the crisis? The hedge fund manager didn't. The CEO of a bunch of companies didn't freaking matter, Dave. It was those people that mattered because those are the people that put the food on your table. Tony, you just unleashed my elephant of rage. Like you you nailed it. So a, a tomato should cost five dollars. Right? Yeah. Because of the labor. The labor. But it doesn't. You can buy three tomatoes that taste like shit. They're harvested too early, yada yada yada. But it's it's exactly what you just said, bro. You just nailed it on the head. All of our food, any produce, it should cost three to four dollars more, two to three dollars more than we're paying for it right now, currently. But it's being subsidized. And those workers are being paid slave labor wages. So I live in Sonoma County, right? Santa Rosa, California. Major agricultural area. A lot of wineries, mostly wineries, unfortunately, as opposed to food, right? Um, but what you see, Tony, late, late, late at night, like nine o'clock, is a farm van that's 
They go pick up workers early in the morning, drive them to the vineyard, then they bring them back to wherever that person lives later at night. Mm. So they got their own shuttle service. And it sounds nice, right? Like a Google bus, but oh, it's not a Google bus. And the reason they have the shuttle service is because the people don't make enough to, for, to pay for a bus pass. And because they got to be there at four in the morning. So the bus, you know, you can't count on the bus, right? So it's brutal, brutal, brutal work hours. You're, you're working brutally early, 12 hour shift in the sun all day long. And you're not getting even close to minimum wage. Fucking brutal, right? Like, why so, do we put up with this kind of stuff? I don't know, but I, that's why I'm saying, dude, a tomato should cost $5 because of what it takes to get that tomato to your table. Like, w when you eat a tomato, bro, you should be like, you should be looking at it like a filet mignon. Like, oh, we splurged today. We got a tomato. <laughs> right? I'm so glad we don't. I, I Workers have to be treated fairly, but my God, David, you know, if you, unless you live in a food desert, yeah, that's, a whole, that's a whole different kind of story. But for the most part, most of us that live out, you know, in uh, urban areas or suburban areas, most of us, Dave, it's like you can pass a grocery store, go in and celery, broccoli, cucumbers, tomato. I mean, all this stuff is relatively inexpensive. All year long. And especially right? when you compare it, Dave, to going out to eat, especially these days, right? Going out and, to eat is Tony. pricey. And this is this is this is what okay, you just brought up a major topic. So look at all the food when you go into a grocery store. Oh, that's weird. I just echoed back. Did you hear that? No. Okay, good. It's only on my end. Um, so do this experiment for me. The next time anybody listening, and Tony, please yourself, do this experiment for me. The next time you go into a grocery store. Just notice, don't do anything different, just notice how many products will expire within 14 days. Mm. It'll, it'll blow your mind. Now, now absorb this fact. 40% of all the food grown, so produce and raised, so meat, 40% of all food is thrown away. Yikes. God, that's an that's a staggering statistic. Right? And, and and it was hard for me to believe, but next time you go to a store, look at the meat section, bro. That shit's all good for 7 days. What I don't understand right? is the people that are actually um, you know, bringing this stuff in and how much are we using? Don't they calculate that? They're like, you know, generally speaking, we sell this much beef, this much pork, this much chicken. And if we have all this stuff left over, Dave, the next time, don't they go, all right, guys, I'm only going to purchase 75% of what I did last month. Don't you, well, yeah. I mean, don't you make you're, the adjustment after a while so you don't have all this stuff that you're throwing away? You're absolutely right. But on the farmer's end, they got to raise as much as they as they can. Right. And a much a bunch of it might not be bought or it might go to the store, but then not get sold. And go bad. 
right? So the store doesn't pay for products that don't sell. It's the store, like in a grocery store, it's there on consignment, right? Safeway doesn't buy your food. Safeway sells your food for a markup. So if your product sells, if your hamburger sells, Tony, like Tony, Tony Schultz Beef Farms, if all your hamburger sells, you're getting paid. But guess what? If 25% of it went bad on the shelf, that's on you, bro. But I just, I, I, I can't, it's like saber metrics in baseball over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years or whatever it is that they, they've got so much of this, this stuff figured out to a science. You know, how much yeah. is this worth? How much is this worth? This is how much we're selling. I just like 40% of throwaway just seem, I, I could understand five, maybe 10, but 40, that just seems like no, is, is somebody's not thinking about this enough. Like for instance, if you go to a fast food restaurant, right? They know, McDonald's knows, or they have a pretty good rundown, David, of how many hamburgers or hamburgers am I going to sell at noon on Wednesday? Don't they, don't they have a pretty good idea about that? Like generally well, thank speaking. You, thank you for bringing that up because McDonald's was my first job. So this I have knowledge about firsthand. Um, they may have changed it now. I'm sure they have. I hope they have. But the way McDonald's used to be run, is everything was pre-cooked. So if you drove into the drive-thru, if you walked into the restaurant, food was ready on the counter. You didn't, they didn't cook it for you. It's ready. Right. But as a result of that, after 10 minutes, all that pre-cooked food got thrown in the garbage. So when I finished cooking a hamburger, I would put a number on it. And it would be the number that the, the minute hand was hitting on the clock. So say 12 o'clock, right? Say it, the, the minute hand is at 12. I'd put a 12 behind these four burgers that I just put in the, in the slot and the heat under the heat lamp, right? So it's a grab and go kind of thing. Well, when the minute hand reaches two, meaning, meaning it's 10 minutes later, all those hamburgers are thrown away. But after a while, Dave, don't they get, don't they understand like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to sell around this many. So to, I mean, cause every time well, you got to throw away a burger, Dave, you had to pay someone to cook it. You had to pay for the burger. Right. You know so I mean? they're doing like, statistics. So they're doing statistics and they're forecasting how many they got to sell. But ultimately it needs to be cooked to order when somebody, right. When somebody comes in and orders a hamburger, then you fucking cook it. Yeah, but then that's not fast food. And then, and then well, you lose the convenience. And if you're at a, a well, lunch well, rush... Guess, well, well, guess what? Now you got to wait three to four minutes. And if you can't do that, fuck off, because we're not going to throw away 300 pounds of food every day. <laughs> well, you can't. Right? How could you, you stay in business doing that, Dave? To, to give you your quote unquote convenience, which is which is just brainwashing, right? We've all been you right brainwashed to think that I need it yesterday, damn it, right? And I'm guilty if I pull up I, at In and Out. I totally if, like that too, Dave. I don't when I if, pull up to In and Out Burger, Dave, and they, I think they they are cooked to order, right? 
Isn't In and Out Cookie oh, Quarter? Yeah. Okay, totally. so when I pull up sometimes, Dave, and I see that drive-through line at In and Out on some of those days on a Saturday night, forget it. I'm out of there. That's that's not Tony, convenient it, for me. I I don't do it. Tony, if there's more than five cars at the In and Out drive-through, I I drive by and I fucking curse. I'm pissed off. I'm not going there. I'm not going to wait in line. God damn it! My whole plan has been thwarted. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. <laughs> yep. Right. I right want a burger. You. I wanted a fucking burger, but no, I'm not going to fucking fall in line and sit there polluting the whole fucking planet while my goddamn car idles because there's four idiots in front of me that don't know what the fuck they want. They're taking 10 minutes to order. I want a double, double, a large fries and a chocolate shake. Can I get I, that? Thank you. Bye. I hear you. And that's like when I go to McDonald's and some of these other places, Dave, I want convenience and fast food. And if you don't give me that, why am I going to you? Yeah, then the fuck off because it's I not go good. There is food. because of the convenience. It's not because it just it tastes so much good. better than everything else. Exactly, it's not right. How does Taco Bell do business? Not because it's a good taco, right? Because it's well, it's two minutes. Well, a part of and it they're is open twenty four hours. A part of it is that, it, that there is a good taste to it. You know, salty, greasy, fatty food sugary stuff right. does taste pretty good we do like that salt stuff. grease fat salt but grease fat check them all off a big part right. of it though dave is is convenience and that's why mcdonald's you know i think i think history channel did something on that too the guys that create was it ray Kroc, ray Kroc, yeah. the founder of mcdonald's and they figured this whole thing out dave you know in the beginning david they had all these different things on the menu and the guy's going over his list and he's going well, here's how many chicken sandwiches we sold. Here's how many, like, uh, you know, turkey legs we sold, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, we're going to have three burgers, yeah, large fry, fries, small fries, soda, and a shake. And soda. And that's it. He's, he's like, got rid of everything else. They got right. rid of everything exactly. else, Dave, right? because Lower the overhead. it's profitable. It makes it Lower. easier quicker for us. And this is what's profitable. You lower the overhead, right? You look at every look at every taco truck, taco joint, taco restaurant. What do they have, Tony? They got five ingredients. What can they make with those five ingredients? Five thousand things, right? Tacos, like, burritos, quesadilla. Yeah, you want a fucking tostada, fucking enchilada, quesadilla, a burrito, a fucking you know, <laughs> a super quesadilla. Like, okay, just put it. Just arrange the same ingredients different, and it's a different thing, and I'm cool with that. I love it. You kidding? Me I can too. eat it every day. It absolutely works, and I'm I'm definitely good for three times a week doing Mexican food. And sometimes, David, it's this place makes the best tostada because their shell is like really, really crispy. It's awesome. This place makes yep. the best quesadilla. These guys make the best nachos. This place you know has I mean? the best carne asada. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I went to a place, uh, Jalisco's, um, out in Jalisco. Um, you Jalisco's, pronounce it with an H, Jalisco. Okay, and it's out in uh, Brentwood near Heritage High School here in uh, Contra Costa County. Uh -huh. And Dave, the chicken was it, it's like, oh my god, this chicken is is tender white meat, absolutely delicious. And I don't know, Dave, it was almost like this. They this stuff. Belonged in uh, like linguine alfredo, chicken linguine alfredo. It was like something you could have just barbecued up yourself. 
marin David tasted like they marinated it, and it's like, oh my god, this stuff is unbelievable. And I wasn't even pissed off paying thirteen something dollars for a burrito and a coke. It was so good. I would. I didn't even care. Thirteen dollars. That's freaking. Oh my god, my asshole hurts. Dave, eating out has become, and it's been going in this direction for a long time. So let's just not blame the current administration, although. Prices are going up now too. That's something that's that's definitely happening. But eating out, eating out, Dave, is just freaking expensive. You know, you did, Dave. You can't go to McDonald's and and order, say, the number two for less than nine dollars now. Nine dollars for a burger, fries, and a soda. Ten bucks for crap Donalds. You just burn ten dollars for that. You know, wow. and, it, and Dave, remember when when um, uh, deli sandwiches? Remember they were five like bucks. four bucks, five bucks, four, four to five bucks, four fifty, right? Yeah, you're looking at about you're looking at ten or eleven dollars now. Oh yeah, most places there's a deli near me, Dave's Deli, and it's a gourmet deli. Makes their own ice cream. Their sandwiches are off the chain, bro. And they have a Monday through Friday special, five fifty. Wow. Oh, you got to hit that one up. Every day, bro. Every day. Yeah. No, that's that's just too good. I mean, that that's like 1995 prices there. And they're the best sandwiches in the town. So, like, they are busy, solid, solid. Well, I mean, what they're telling us right now, Dave, and they, again, it's been it's been quite a while. What they're telling us is, Go to the grocery store, go home, and cook yourself a meal. That's what they're telling you. Because this stuff well, is way too expensive. Well, 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 they're telling us that with the prices, but what they're telling us with the marketing is go to Applebee's. Go to fucking, you know, Red Lobster. Go to, go out, go out, go out. And we all Diamond. love to do it, Dave. I love Come to go to. I love to go out and sit down and just order something and make somebody brings it to me. I like that. Come it's on, convenient. come on, Tony. Diamonds mean you love her, right? Yeah, but I think this is different though, Dave, because it is such an essential part of everyday life is eating. You know yes, what I mean? Yeah, Diamonds well, are no. just ceremonial yeah, the and. The, the, but the reason I said that is, is it's the same brainwashing, right? Like every year you like, if you really love her, you know, you're going to take out a loan or put this thing on your credit card. Like, no, if you really love her, you won't have any debt, you know, and you'll just <laughs> love her. Don't make her don't make her absorb your debt when you die. Just do that. You know, how about that? Dave, I, right? when I look at some of those oh, kind of things, Dave, and, and that De Beers, um, De Beers uh, um, ad campaign and their oh, marketing yeah. strategy going back a million years was just phenomenal. They would just really suckered us into believing this kind of stuff. But it's oh, yeah. that's just a fact of life now. I mean, when you get when you get married, Dave, a woman's going to want a diamond ring. And, and if you don't, and if you don't, then you don't love her, right? Well, she's going to feel so, shortchanged, that's for sure. 
so I, 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 you know, I'm, you know, me, Tony, I've always been a rebel kind of, you know, I've been black sheep of my family. I'm a different thinker. You know, I admit it. Sometimes I'm a little off base, but whatever. I, I, I marched to the beat of my own drum. When I got engaged, I bought my fiance a ring and dude, I didn't, I didn't want to go with a, like a nug, like a fucking boom. Here's a ring with a big old diamond on it. Right. Cause like, Ooh, I couldn't buy that big of a diamond a and B I don't want to buy into the whole De Beers thing because I know it's oppression on an imperialistic degree that should have ended hundreds of years ago. So I didn't want to buy into any of that. Right. But at the same time, bro, I love this woman. And I wanted to show her that. And like you said, I wanted to make it known, right? Like, there's no doubt. Like, I threw down, right? So what I did is I got an antique ring that had little, like, tiny diamonds in a circle around it. So there was no just, like, ah, diamond. But there were, you know, 15 fucking tiny little diamonds on it. So I fell, you know, I, I, I paid Satan. You know, well, I mean, I Dave, said, it's, oh. just, it's just kind of one of those things. It's like, yeah, what have you do, do it's what you do. You have to have a big screen TV. You know what I mean? You just it's what I you do. I, what I you went, do. I, tr I, I tried to go artistic with it, but I still I had to do, quote unquote, it right, because I wanted her. She this was my soulmate. I was trying to seal the deal. I'm like, you're it right. I bought my wife a ring, Dave, and she wanted she wanted a bigger one. She wanted one, that one that's was more expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just like, okay, you know, let's just get that. I mean, I it's just the way well, of the world. You know what I mean? You know, you get good, married, good. you buy a diamond ring, and that, that, it, I understand, Dave. It wasn't always like that. That De Beers marketing thing is it's like what a hundred? It's over a hundred years old now. I would think. I'm not really sure about that, but, to be perfectly but, honest. But you're you. right. They sold us on that whole thing. And and, and the, the, the mind fuck, Tony, is that diamonds are not rare. The only reason they have value is because they withhold diamonds from the market. Yeah, well, you, right? if, like, you're, if you're smart, you'll, you'll create that supply and demand. But the creativity, Dave, and the, the exceptional marketing situation making us believe that something was not only valuable, Dave, but necessary, absolutely right. and, necessary. And let's look back before that. So the gold band, which represents infinity, right? Forever, like a circle represents infinity forever, right? Room. So gold has been around forever. So people were using gold rings for, and somehow the De Beers family Got us to go from that to like, no, no, no. You need to like take out a loan or put it on your credit card and pay us for something that's not really rare. It's not rare like gold, but you know what? We're going to withhold it from the market. So we're going to make it rare. Yeah. And wow, we fell for it. It's crazy. Sure it's, 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 a, it's a Dutch family in Africa that exists from the apartheid era that is sucking the wealth out of Africa. And what blew my mind when I watched a, a documentary about this is that diamonds would have no value 
if they weren't withheld from the market because there's no shortness of supply. There's a ton of diamonds. They're not rare. Like a rare metal, like gold and silver, they're valuable. Plutonium, they're valuable because there's a limited amount. Very rare. Diamonds, there's a fuck ton. But there's people controlling the supply. Now, that's and, evil. And there's right? very that's evil. There's, uh, there's a very limited practical need for diamonds. I know there's some, but it's for the most part, that's not what's selling diamonds. No, you know, construction tools, ornament, construction tools are the only thing. The only place diamonds are needed are, are for con, for cutting, for high end cutting, right? They're the sharpest thing on earth. So that's what we need them for, for industry, but not for you know, bling, it's ridiculous. Oh, look, and, and Tony, and, and it's per perpetrated uh, or, or it's, you know, permeated hip-hop culture. I'm dripping with ice, right? Oh, this guy's really nicey. He buys me all this icy. That's a song. Are you kidding me? I'm and not so what kidding. do you... That's an actual song, a line from a song. It, it, Makes me want to vomit. And so what are they doing? They're sucking the dick of a family who made their money in apartheid South Africa and has solidified themselves so much in apartheid South Africa that now they're a fixture in the world. Like that company should have been stripped of all their, you know, as soon as South, as soon as uh, apartheid ended, the De Beers family should have been kicked the fuck out of Africa, stripped of all their assets, should have been reverted to the countries where those assets belong, right? Who owns the wealth? It should be the country. Oh, God, yeah. Right? I mean, can you imagine the, the way they, was, they treated that, like, slave labor with those people, oh, right? I mean, is it, what's that one line from... Um, from the movie Misery, Dave, when Kathy Bates is telling James Caan, it's like, well, what they had to do to some of these people that were working in the diamond mines when they tried to run away, they called it hobbling. Remember when she put the, when she put the, uh, the block of wood oh. between his ankles and then broke his ankles with the sledgehammer? It was something about never... they had to do this to these people. To keep, they had to be able to keep them so they could, they could still work, but that they Tony. couldn't run away. I, I've never heard that verified. But when you think Tony. about the way they ran these diamond mines, Dave, it's yeah. not out of the question. Tony, slow your roll a little bit. You you rolled through that so fast, bro. Misery. Okay, well, slow down, people. The movie Misery, if you haven't seen it, amazing. What is her name? Kathy Bates? Kathy Bates and James Caan. Kathy Bates. James Caan, you know, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant actor for, for eons before that. But Kathy Bates came onto the scene with that movie. Yes, and absolutely. Wow. 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 Like like groundbreaking. You'll never forget it. You'll never forget it. It'll always kind of haunt you in the back of your mind. It's one of those. It's very Alfred Hitchcockian, wouldn't you say? Well, you know, it doesn't have the mystery of a Hitchcock, of a Hitchcock movie, but it certainly has the suspense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, and that's it, where I was going with it. That's where yeah. I'm going with the camera angles. They're they're shooting at the, the at the staircase. Like, ooh, he's trying to escape a little bit. Is she coming home? Is she coming home? We don't know. We don't know. Oh, the suspense.
No, I mean, it's and just one of those time. movies that's an all-time oh. great. Oh, my whole torso just got tensed up just thinking about it. It's that good. It's that good. So if you haven't seen it, people, oh, my God. Um, Tony, we got another message. Okay. We got, oh, my God, we got three messages. We got the voiceover guy. Hey, Tony, Tony, meet voiceover guy. Voiceover guy, meet my friend Tony. And another thing. And another thing. And another thing. And wait a minute. Just one more thing. And another thing. Just wait, 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 wait. Just wait. One more thing. One more thing. And another thing. Anyway, what's up, buddy? Hope you have a good show, man. Cheers. Hey, and I, I only got one more thing. Oh, yeah, but, but well, on top of that, I got another thing. I and on top of that gonna... thing, oh, there's one more thing. Yeah. I thought he was actually going to say the... something to us. <laughs> oh, no. He's coming with two more messages. He's coming hot. No, this guy's this guy's fucking awesome. He's a deep thinker. Um, sometimes sometimes we get into intense debates, he and I, Tony, but but we, re- we we reconcile. We're like, hey, I appreciate your passion. I appreciate where you're coming from. I appreciate your for your professionality, you know. So big fan of the voiceover guy. Voiceover guy is coming in hot again. <laughs> Who knows what he wants? Anthony Schultz is a guy that takes charge and gets things done. Wait a minute, what? He does? He's totally lazy. Oh shh. What's up, Anthony? <laughs> so that was funny, right? I mean, you know. Uh, well, just he didn't really say anything. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm thinking on this next message. He might say something. Hey, do you I see the bubbles? Comment on what we were comment on what we were actually saying, but that's not where I'm thinking he's going to. I'm thinking he's going to come back to that. Are you seeing the messages on your end? Let me see. On, on the bottom yep. left, do you see? Do you see bubbles on the bottom left? And I see a house. Something that looks like a credit card and a bell. Okay, so just above that. Do you see like a microphone? Oh, I do. And yes. And then an arrow. Okay, so that microphone, it's got it's got an orange like halo, right? Uh, it's got an orange uh, dot with the number one in it. Thank you. So that means we have one message. So do me a favor, tap on that, and that's going to play our our next message from Voiceover Guy. Double double animal style. A sprizite. If I drink it, I don't know. I might have bottled water with me at the same time. Hey, hey yo. Right. right on. I'm I'm drinking some beer right now, but you know, it's 97% water. So I, I'm getting hydrated, but you know, I'm working on I'm multitasking. I'm getting hmm. hydrated and I'm staying. Well, here alive. here's one from uh Taco Truck, Dave. Hold on. Here's one. Let's see. Oh hello. What is up? How you doing? What's going on? God damn, there's a lot of fucking tourists in my little tourist town. Holy shit. I think it's busier than pre-pandemic. Plus, there's a whole bunch of people like, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to fucking wear a mask. And I'm like, okay, calm the fuck down. If you're going to come and hang out in California, we're really into masks here. Yeah. We're really into safety. We also like vaccinations. We're giving them away for free. Anywhere. And everywhere. Shit. Anyhow. That's neither here nor there. 
Thought I'd stop by, say what's up. Taco um, Chuck, love you, bro. So Tony, let me well, let me for, introduce you to these cool people. I was hoping these guys actually um, wanted to like chime in on what we were talking about. Uh, that would be that would be great. Well, you know they're they're saying hello. So you know Taco Appreciate Chuck been a friend, been a friend, you know friend with him for I don't know six months now. He's a great guy. He's a he's a mover and a shaker. He's huge in the cannabis industry, um, and he he's making things happen. So he is bringing change each and every day. He is. He is a fighter for change. So love the guy, right? So he's huge. And I, I just appreciate that he came through, right? Because people don't have to stop and talk to us, Tony. They could just swipe, right? So whenever anybody says anything, we got to give them a little bit of love, you know? All right. Um, I can go with and, that. And these, are, and these are two guys that are killing it on stereo right now. Voiceover guy and, and taco truck. You know, they don't have to be here. They could they could be doing their own show. They could and they probably are right now. They probably bounced and they're doing the you know, but what I'm saying is you just you appreciate what what somebody brings when they bring it, right? Well, that's that sounds good. I mean, I'm glad people are, are listening and hearing something, but I kinda would just like, you know, hey, tell us about uh, the, this conversation that we're having and uh, give me your two cents. Well, there you go. So, Tony, propose a question for our listeners right now. Well, I was I wanted to get on Dave, where the uh, the Republican Party is going right now. I mean, all these things that are happening in the country. I wanted to segue into something a little bit, um, you know, more political and what's what's happening. You know, with the uh, like we, you and I watched that um, that episode of Fareed Zakaria uh, a little while ago, and just the 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 craziness. That's going on with the Republican Party that, well, I've never really agreed with, Dave, but now it just seems like they're absolutely lost their freaking minds. Yeah. Yeah, I could agree with you. I could agree with you 100% on that. And um, I just watched another program that is, so I watched that program as well. So I saw what you saw, so we could talk about that, and I would love to. Um but what I would also like to talk about is the fact that the Arizona, that it, the state of Arizona has hired a third party company who has never done vote counting before, has no association with the state, with the federal government or with the election process or organization. And. And so these people are counting the votes in Oregon. Tony, this could overthrow the federal presidential election results. Now, if if this and there's nobody. OK, so what Trump was was harping against is against was we have we need monitors. We need people to watch the vote count. Right. But there were there were monitors. So now what's happening is after the fact, Arizona is now counting, recounting the votes. They actually have the paper ballots, Tony. So they could chain, they could throw away a bunch of ballots. They, they literally have the physical ballots. There's nobody monitoring to make sure that they're doing the right thing. And it's a third party company that has never, ever done this before. But now that the um, votes How? have all been 
certified. The election has been certified, Dave. We've gone through that process. We've gone through the um, the uh, court process. That doesn't matter. It's been adjudicated. Do they have the authority to actually overturn this and give Donald Trump those vote, those electoral votes? Yes, that's exactly what's happening right now as we speak. Tony, Arizona is counting the votes and with with nobody monitoring. The closest person that can watch is like 50 feet away with a video camera. It's crazy. And, and it's not there, it's not. Go ahead. Go it's ahead, not Dave. the election board. It's not it's it's not the government. It's not us counting the votes. It's some company. That's never done it before. Yeah, cyber fuck? ninja, cyber ninja, or something the, like that, right? What the Is fuck? What yeah. Oh, no, but, oh, oh, and that doesn't sound sketchy, does it? Cyber ninja, like we're about no, to they, completely fuck you. If anybody out there is listening and would like to chime in on this, and if you could verify this for me, the election's already been certified. It's been adjudicated through the courts. There was at least what sixty lawsuits filed by the Trump administration, Dave. And they all came back with, nope, you lose. Everything was fair. We're voting against you. We're ruling against you. Judges, Republican judges, different states, all around the country. This is the process has worked its way through. So now you're telling me that these people can come in and like, oh, we, we did a recount and we found that Trump won? Seriously? Then they Joe Biden has to leave the White House if enough of them do this? Can somebody please, you know, that, that knows this type of stuff, verify this for us? I would really appreciate if somebody could chime in with, with knowledge to that effect. Tony, the, this process is happening in Arizona right now. And if it if it if it's allowed to go through in Arizona and if they do change the results, this will then set a precedent that all states can follow and Thirty-something states have filed an application to do the same thing, so we're looking at an apocalyptic landslide if we let this happen. That that defies democracy, I might add. Exactly. That's what I was going to say, Dave. Democracy with all these things that are going on with the Republican Party here, democracy is teetering right now. It's teetering. I thought we were through it. But again, can somebody please tell me, you mean Cyber Ninjas now has the authority to come up with something different now that they can just say, no, Trump won. Seriously? Yes. They can do that? Yes. That, that is what's happening in Arizona right now. And if they do that, Tony, it sets a precedent for other states to follow, which means that there is then a fascist takeover of our country that went against the popular vote. The so popular that's happening vote right now. The electrical, electoral, electoral college. Uh, this is both all three unbelievable. Right? That's happening right here. Um, and we heard Trump with um, Raffensperger, Dave, in Georgia, saying, "I just need eleven thousand votes." Asking this guy to go find me 11,000 votes. I mean, what? where are we with this? I mean, how is this kind of stuff even possible? That elections no don't idea. matter anymore. 
We got Taco Truck chiming in. Let's throw it back to the listeners. Oh, okay. Well, um, sorry. Uh, I just kind of like stopped by and saw that Dave was live and thought I'd swing on through and say hey. But uh, where are we as the U.S.? <laughs> oh, man. Boy, do we have some fucking problems. Um... We've on a, we've been on a steady march towards fucking ourselves in every which way for mm, really sol- solidly like a good 70 some plus years basically since the end of the war of World War II. We've been making yeah. making kind of missteps because we believe that it will help us in the future and then fast forward and we're fucking ourselves with those policies. All sorts of policies. Where do you want to start? Um, I want to start with the drug war, Taco Truck. I want to start with the drug war. Nixon passing the drug war to um, banish hippies, right? So if you if you get a felony, and this is still the law, right? I was arrested for growing marijuana, and it was one year before marijuana was legalized. It was medically legal. My numbers were a little bit off, a little too high. I got busted. Kamala Harris was the, um, uh, what was she? She was the attorney general of California at the time. Wanted to hit me with three felonies and five misdemeanors. I would have never been able to vote again for the rest of my life. I wouldn't have been able to get a student loan. I wouldn't have been able to come up, become a realtor, which I am. I wouldn't have been able to uh, gone into healthcare, right? So if you get a felony, you're fucked for life, right? And and then then we learn. And I I don't mean to rant on. I'm going to throw it back to you right after this. It, then we learned that Nixon's head aide on his deathbed, right? He felt guilty. Nixon's head aide outed this. They started the war on drugs to arrest blacks for heroin. So they were smuggling heroin. The CIA was smuggling heroin in from Southeast Asia, Laos, Cambodia, and Thailand, the Golden Triangle, and in body bags, and feeding it to the inner cities of the U.S. in a covert war to feed drugs to people so that they could then arrest those people for said drugs and remove them from the voting poll. So they did this with blacks in the inner cities for heroin, and they did it in the suburbs with marijuana for hippies. So this is this is public knowledge now. Right? Yeah, you're speaking about John Ehrlichman. Thank you. Deathbed confession. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I mean, it's Tony. You and I. I mean, Tony and because Tony and I differ a little bit uh, on uh, quite a bit. You know, I'm kind of radical. Tony's not so radical, but on on a lot of things, we just see eye to eye because it's like, oh man, that happened historically. That happened. So that's what we're talking about right here, Tony, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and you just filled in the blanks for me, John Ehrlichman. Thank you very much. Let's go back to Taco Truck. Taco Truck is a cannabis activist, so he's got a lot of knowledge in that forefront, right? And he's also a freedom fighter. I hope the Republican Party is headed towards a massive fracture and people who voted for 45 will isolate into one section of the party and people who voted against 45 the second time around or even completely jumped ship and went, like, quote, independent are probably either A, going to separate and become libertarian, or two, going to create their own sort of like classic Republican Party. And I kind of think that the same thing could be said also for the Democratic Party, because the progressive wing of the Democratic Party is not 100% in love with the corporate Democratic wing of the Democratic Party. And there's a lot of animosity there, like the whole AOC, Bernie, Warren section versus mansion and every other motherfucker in the democratic party i don't know there's a there's a lot to be said about american politics oh yeah you want to comment on that real quick tom yeah i i i totally agree with where he's going with that and you know taco truck if you are hearing this um can you tell me what is that new piece of legislation that the uh biden administration has been pushing i, I want to say hr N1, I know it's not that, HB1 or whatever it is, to try to get big money out of politics. I think that's good. And some of the um, the uh, Biden uh, policies, Dave, do have more of a progressive slant to them. You know, and so I was actually kind of excited about that. I obviously would, would have preferred an Elizabeth Warren, a Bernie Sanders as the, uh, the president rather than Joe Biden. But I do like some of the the way Joe Biden is going, I think it does sound a lot more progressive. And as far as the Republican Party, taco trucks right on with this one. I hope they fracture and uh, Trump loses all his influence by taking a section, um, you know, a big portion of that Republican Party. And they can be they can be frothing at the mouth for this kind of guy, Dave, and the things that he wants to do they go down the toilet drain. Right. And they go down the toilet drain because they just simply can't get a majority. But but the part I was trying to get to, Dave, is they are just basically trying to rig the whole game. And it's right out in the open, Dave. This isn't maybe, could be, might be. The voter suppression laws are all over the country. And how many different states are doing this? And they're doing stuff like taking away Sunday voting for the souls to the polls people. Well, who uses that? That's a big part of the black community, how they get themselves out to vote. And all these, like, Dave, you can't have all these mail, uh, these drop uh, drop boxes, you know? So, like, voting by mail, we can't have all that. David is just absolutely crazy. It's absolutely yeah. upfront and, and, and in Tony, your face how they're trying to take away people's right to vote. And, Tony, why can't we have voting by mail? Oh, because there's never been fraud. Like, What? Can you, huh? can you speak to that? Can you speak to that for a second? So there's never been a case where mail-in vote, voting ballots made a problem. There's never been a case. So, Tony, why is this an issue? Because they don't, they well, want fewer people to vote so Republicans can maintain power without changing policy stances or offering any new ideas. Instead of coming up with something, Dave, and saying, you know what? We've got to compete here. We've got to get a lot of these people to vote for us. 
we better find out what policies they really care about and move legislation in that direction. Instead, they're just saying, well, screw it. We'll just not let, not let all these people vote. And for the folks out there, uh, Taco Truck, if you're listening, and whoever else, Paul Weyrich is somebody, uh, look it up. I think it's uh, W-E-Y-R-I-C-H, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not a very good speller. Paul Weyrich, this is one of the guys that um, has been at the forefront years and years ago um, in the Christian coalition, Dave, and Republican politics and getting those kind of uh, religious conservatives, Dave, to actually be voters and be much more politically active. And if you Google his name or YouTube him, you are going to see him basically give away the game. This is like in the early 1970s. I don't want everybody to vote. Basically, we have a better chance when fewer people vote. It's right there Thank for you. you to see, folks. Thank you, because you you had the names. I was going to throw out that quote because I know that the Republican Party benefits when fewer people vote. But you brought the names and where it came from. So thank you so much. One of the reasons I love you, Tony, you got your you got your stats, you got your history, you got your factoids right there in your hip pocket. Because if, I, like if, me, if only I could, if only I could name that uh, piece of legislation. I know it starts with an H. Somebody whatever, give me that. Whatever, we'll find it. Truck, you know, we'll find it. Yeah, whatever, we'll find it. But I love you, Tony, for that reason because you don't just come with passion and, and moral fortitude. Because you're 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 based in a moral fortitude. You're right, and, and I think that's why we're brothers. Is because we both want the best. What's best. We both what want what is best for most people, right? I I believe so, and I think that you know when we go back to the basic fundamental philosophy, Dave, of the Republican Party and what it's been. And I know folks are gonna say, "Oh, Tony, you just hate the Republican Party," but one of the things that I do hate, guys, is the idea of tax cuts are great if rich people benefit from it. Okay, and then what's the, yeah. the, the Biden policy right now, Dave? He wants all this progressive legislation as far as the infrastructure plan, all the, this jobs plan, Dave. They want all this money for like child care and all this kind of stuff, which I think is great. How are we going to pay for it is a, is, is a question that has to be answered. Biden's answer to this is very progressive, Dave. It is, it is right out of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. We're going to tax corporations. We're going to tax rich people more. Anybody making under $400,000 is not going to be impacted. That's how we're going to pay for it. And what do the Republicans say? What does Mitch McConnell say? You can't touch that. We are not going over the 2017 tax plan again. This is what we're exactly. talking about. Could, we're talking about Republicans. This is the kind of thing. I couldn't agree. No, we can't tax I, rich people. Tony, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I want to throw it back to Taco Truck. But I want to um, but I want to ask what I'm, I'm going to Google this bill that you're talking about. So but what was it about? What was the bill about? H, whatever. Dave, it was basically big money out of politics. It was like you okay. cannot um, no more dark money, Dave. Yeah. For one, there was going to be a limit on how much you could put in. And you actually had to um, tell us where this money came from. Who gave you this money? Okay, cool. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to try to find an answer for, from that for that. But till then, we're going back to Taco Truck. 
Well, okay, the one thing to be said about the Arizona situation is kind of doesn't matter what cyber ninjas or whatever the fuck kind of bamboo bullshit and blah, 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 blah. First, they're not going to find anything because there's nothing to find. And two, every single machine and every single piece of equipment that they touched now has to be repurchased. The state, uh, the Secretary of State of the state of Arizona has said that she's going to decertify every single piece of equipment that they had their little grubby fingers on because she can't verify the chain of custody any longer. She can no longer verify that nobody, no one has tampered with the equipment. So, way to go, Cyber Ninjas. You just cost the state of Arizona a couple, you know, like 40 or $50 million worth of new election equipment. Yay. That has to be purchased, by the way, in the next two years. Wow. So this is a mind blow, right? Um, so what we have is a political coup taking place with this, right? Because so we know that the, the voting machines, diebold voting machines can be tampered with. I saw a documentary. The guy hacked into one in two minutes. He opened it with a dime, right? Like, really? Opened it with a dime and then was able to change a vote from George Bush or oh no, I'm sorry, from Al Gore to George Bush within two minutes. So he proved how the Al Gore George Bush election could have been stolen. Um, and we know it was it's proven now, but we still haven't done away with those voting machines. Really? Really? Like, wow, you're kidding me. So it's all right in our face, right? Oh, these machines, super easy to tamper with but we're going to keep using them. Like, wow. You know, but that's why they, when a lawsuit gets filed and you go to court and then there's an investigation and they go through this, that's why they're supposed that that's how they're supposed to find this stuff. Right. So the courts don't matter anymore. That's what the Republicans are telling us. That's what Trump, Trump and his minions are telling us that the court system doesn't matter anymore. Because they ruled well, not against, only that, against not only that, but it's much worse than that. Because through the through, through the John Ehrlichman confessions, we know that they break the law to manipulate public opinion, right? Okay. So let's go back elaborate to Taco Truck. Elaborate on that. Elaborate on that one for me. Yeah, Taco's got three more messages. Let's let's hear what he's got to say. I think probably the best part is because of this whole cyber ninjas debacle, a lot of Republicans who even were pushing or supportive of this bullshit in the beginning have now kind of taken a step back just because the amount of memes and bullshit and jokes that have been made about this and the amount of questions that have been put directly to a lot of these lawmakers. Like, so you don't believe in democracy? Are you, you don't believe in holding your own? Oh no, I do. Okay, but you're questioning the election and democracy. Oh, well, yeah, I'm just making sure that, uh, uh, and now they're all like, they've a bunch of them, a whole bunch of them have come out from the Republican party of the state of Arizona who are currently elected officials and said, yeah, this may have been a mistake. This whole thing has turned into a dog and pony show and it's not really le- very legitimate at all. And it's making us all look like a bunch of fucking idiots. Maybe we should stop, which is just kind of, Amazing and karma. Right? Yeah, maybe, maybe we should exactly. Um, but there so let's let's just call it what it is, Tony, right? Like there's an attempted coup 
going on right now in American politics, right? Well, it, it certainly would seem so. It, it, like we just can't believe in anything anymore. The courts, I, as I said, Dave, it's been adjudicated, and yet that doesn't matter. So, at what point do you finally just say, "You guys are trying to tell me that voter fraud is a real thing"? I can go back years where Colin Powell was commenting on this because they did uh, a study about it and found it didn't matter. And Colin Powell, the the Republican, you know, they looked like he was going to run for president at some point, you know, many years ago, just came out and said, voter fraud is just, it just doesn't exist to any level that's going to change an election. It's just not something we need to worry about. Donald Trump even had a, a he commissioned a study about it, found out that no, there really is no voter fraud. And he just said, well, I just don't believe it. He didn't believe the own uh, his own um, commission study about this right. because he wanted he to showed... throw your whole thing out to you that, hey, and what did he say before the election, Dave? He said, well, if I lose, it'll be rigged. The only way I can lose is if it's rigged. Like, how did right. you and know so you have ESP? Is that, what is, that? It, is that a tell or what? You, fo- you fund a study. And when the study does not come back with the results that you want, you shelve that study. That says it all, right? Right. That's like, is anybody seeing this? Guys, the people that, it, is anybody out there that, that believes in Trump and is, you know, a hardcore Republican and thinks, you know, these, these audits are exactly what we need? Please chime in and tell me where I'm going wrong. I'd be more well, than and, happy. And let, to me also, let me also throw in, Tony and I are not Democrats. We're, th- we're third party guys. So I, I, we don't buy into Republican or Democrat. I want to know what your fucking policy is. Hey, guys, I, I, I can add to that. Uh, Jeremy Scahill, um, a very good writer, was on Democracy Now! a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about Joe Biden's history in, uh, in politics. And folks, it is not pretty. It is not progressive. Okay. He seems Biden seems to have changed now. Some things are different, and some of the policies they're proposing, I'm all about it. I'm all for it. But just looking at his history, guys, he's not somebody I wanted to vote for. He's just not. No. So and Dave's, no. Dave's the same way. Yeah, he disgusts me. And, and and there's a clip that you can find of him on YouTube. Joe Biden prostitutes himself. He's 30-something years old. He's been in politics for 47 years. So he's 30 something years old and he's like, hey, I was trying to prostitute myself to the big donors, but they told me, come back when you're over 40, son. And he laughs. So he tried to sell himself out to the quote unquote big donors. Those are the people. That's the 1%. That's what we don't want. That's what we're fighting. So he tried to sell himself out. So does somebody really change 180 degrees, like from 35 to, you know, 65? I, ah, I don't, well, I, I don't see it. Are you, chances are you don't, Dave. But the, like I said, the no. legislation that he is proposing now is very progressive. And if you want to, like an example of this in history, Lyndon Johnson is a Southerner, Dave, you know, and he is a guy later in his life, he supported the Civil Rights Act. You know, I mean, this well, is a guy that earlier in his political life, he was a, a new dealer, a, a Roosevelt new dealer when he was first in into politics. In the first years, 
and but later on, Dave, when you know, when he saw what what things the way things were going, he says, you know what, Thank we you. gotta pass civil rights legislation. You never thought right. you would have gotten both, that from a southerner. I agree with you. And in both cases, I think it was the social climate that pressured them into that action because they knew they were facing a tsunami of rebellion if they didn't. Well, you, you I think can talk the, about I think it's his motivation with Johnson and Biden. Talk about his motivation, Dave. But if you're doing the right thing, I'm okay with it. Good. All right, let's throw it back to the listeners. We got more messages. Okay, well, the war on drugs is a two-prong approach. You have to look at the original sort of legislation that led to the later war on drugs uh, and the declaration that Nixon placed, you know, and and the, the, the wheels that he, or the actions that he set into motion. But that was more or less round two. Um, round one was sort of like, um, uh, it was really like in the forties and it had to do with agricultural blocking of hemp production. But I mean, a lot of the drug war was driven by American industry competition coming in from outside, including some of the other stuff that comes from South America that, that was, uh, competitive to large pharmaceutical companies like there's a lot of industry names in there thank you taco truck and tony i want to comment on this really quick because you know how passionate i am about the whole hemp thing right um i've i've done a lot of research on this i I actually wrote two college papers that got an a and an a plus on um the difference between hemp and marijuana and how hemp could be the next major industrial product. And it was 1937 when hemp was outlawed. This is the year that the DuPont family founded Nylon, direct competitor, right? Um, This is also the year um, William Randolph Hearst of the Hearst family newspaper magnate family Right. They owned hundreds of newspapers throughout the country. They also owned hundreds of thousands of acres of forest. The DuPont Corporation figured out how to turn wood pulp into paper. Before this, all paper was hemp based. Imagine that. All clothing was hemp based. The first pair of Levi's were hemp your drapes, your your sheets, your carpet, hemp, all recyclable back into a different hemp product, right? Then we got duped into this wood pulp and cotton. Cotton takes 50%, all, 50% of all pesticides used on the planet are used for cotton. No pesticides needed for hemp can make all the same products. The Bible is still printed on hemp. Why? Because it's the longing, longest lasting paper. So it's the best quality paper. So how were we duped to go away from hemp paper, which is kind of like an off yellow color, right? We got sold on this. Oh, it's nice white paper. 
<laughs> Nothing in, in the world is bleach white. Nothing in the world is bleach white except for the fucking paper we use and the paint we put on our walls. It's crazy. Like, think about that for a minute, right? The, 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 the subtext in that, in white paper. Now you have black and white, right? Well, it's almost the creation. The market, you know, if you have a certain way of making a product, you know, a certain, um, you know, access to certain resources and you can control the market, well, the first thing you want to do is get rid of the competition. You know, yep. and then if you have, you know, political clout, that's how you get rid of the competition. Yep. I mean, people don't know it, but hemp can make housing, clothing, the the most, the second most perfect, complete food on the planet is hemp seed. It's got all the essential amino acids and proteins that the human body needs and in the perfect ratio, like it was designed for us. But but what do we grow? We grow a bunch of corn. Corn doesn't have shit that the human body needs. It just fills your belly. But guess what? We can feed it to pigs. We can make gasoline out of it. Yada, 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 right? So corn the oil. corn industry. Corn starch. Yeah, corn oil which is horrible for you, corn sugar, which is horrible for you. It's like diabetes food, basically. Um, but yeah, start looking at labels, man. Corn sugar, corn starch, it's in everything. Like, I watched a documentary, what is it, King Corn. Corn is in 10% of food products. And it's a subsidized industry that would not exist if the government didn't subsidize it. Now, hemp could take over that industry overnight if you took away the corn subsidy, right? So all you got to do is quit paying corn and then hemp rises to the top because it's making tons of money and it's just a better product. You can make 50,000 products out of it. You can make paint. Carpet, upholstery. Um, so I'm just, they just, I'm just they, wondering why do these big corporations, at some point, like why don't they get into that business? I don't know, Tony. You could make a fireproof home out of hemp. So if you make a a hemp concrete home, it's called hempcrete, right? Totally natural product. So it's the inside of the hemp stock mixed with lime and water totally natural no co2 off gassing no carbon footprint no nothing and it's negative carbon footprint because you have to grow the hemp to produce it if you make the walls a foot thick of this stuff it self-insulates all year round to 65 degrees so imagine that now you don't have to heat or cool or if you do it's only a couple degrees here and there Right. Like if you can't hang at 65 and got to bring it up to 70, well, at least you only got to do five degrees. So but right? is this a situation, Dave, where, like you say, like the oil and gas industry? Well, they don't like the um, the Green New Deal and they're against this no. because they have a product. They have a resource 
that they want to sell us. So they don't want they don't yeah. want the competition that even though it might be better, it might be cleaner, it might be cheaper because they have this other resource that they want to sell us. Is that's what is that what's going on with the same That's absolutely what's going on because they already have their wells, so they're just milking a cash cow. They don't want to invest in a new technology. They already have a cash cow. So they're right. like fuck you, fuck your lungs. We we got this thing. But the whole world has changed and we're like, no, not fuck my lungs. Get your fucking deep water oil rig out of the Gulf. Fuck you. You're killing the planet. We don't give a fuck about you and your goddamn trillionaire family. So let, let's let's hear taco truck again. And I hear what you're saying about the um, I think it's HB2 is the or, or subsection of HB1 is to get large large donations and like really big money out of politics but honestly that's a goodwill section of the bill that's to keep the progressive section of the democratic party quiet and happy ultimately joe biden he he i mean he's a great politician and whatever and he thankfully is a politician and not a fucking orange chimpanzee TV celebrity who only had good ratings <clears throat> for one week out of his entire television career but um, and has since focused his entire the entirety of itself on those ratings but you know like he is very corporate Joe Biden him and Manchin are oh yeah yeah no Neither one of us are Biden fans, Taco Truck. And like we, like I said, we're not party people either. We're, we, we look at policies individually, right? No cult of personality. I think Biden is a sellout, you know, 47 years. All he's done is, you know, the, the 1994 crime bill, which created three strikes, you're out, which flooded the prisons, created the for-profit prison comp. Yeah, he's horrible. He's fucking horrible. Kamala's just as bad. Tony and I are not tooting trumpets for anybody. We're just, we just want better <laughs> than what we got, man. Yeah. And right. But substantially so Dave, um, you know, talking, yeah, Trump, uh, talking about, uh, you know, change. So talking about Trump is just, you know, the guy that had the TV show. I, I understand those ratings for the apprentice were actually really good for a number of years. Like, so I've, I've different on, that. he was on TV for quite a while, but as far as him knowing politics, Taco Truck's right. He doesn't know. He doesn't know anything. Donald Trump. He doesn't know dick. You know, he doesn't really know anything about governing. He doesn't know how politics works. And I can understand people, Dave, wanting that outsider. But you know something? I just don't understand, Dave, why? Because somebody's a celebrity that they get to start on top or near the top in this type of uh, endeavor. When like, you know, David, if um, I would not be able to start, Dave. As a um, a carpenter, or even a, you know, as a contractor, right? I couldn't just start at the top of that business. Cause I don't know anything about the business. I just don't right. get. You start what... as a laborer. You work your way up. Then you start doing. Yeah, exactly. And, well, like, but like, but you like, know, like, you know what's interesting, to run, Tony? The Rock wants to one run for governor, Dave. Like, why would we? Why would anybody even consider? Hey, look, Rock. If you want to run for something, how about mayor of a small town? And then work your way up a little bit from that to show us how you govern and how you can run things. 
But why is it a, because you're a celebrity that we think that you can just start out at a top job and be good at it? You you couldn't do Thank that you. in medicine. You couldn't do Thank you. you. How the hell? How the hell could Mayor? Thank you. How the hell could Mayor Pete? Boo <laughs> How could he run for president? Because there's other forces at work, right? He sold out to money power. But at least out. he was a mayor. I mean, I a good, right, right, right. Absolutely, but Tony, he shouldn't just jump from a mayor from a small town to president. That doesn't make any sense, Dave. But yeah, I mean, the, the, rocks, the rocks in action movies, Dave. He's an action movie star. It's like now you you want to be president? I mean, come on, hey. start out as a, at least. How about a state senator? <laughs> I mean, something. Yeah. yeah well, you gotta you gotta do the progression, like you said, mayor, governor. Show us what you got. Show us you can deal with people and and craft legislation because yes. politics isn't just ideas. Politics is the art of compromise, right? And the art of knowing how to work something, you know, a bill into a law and working through the mecha- the machination, Dave, uh, the machinations of, you know, government, how this whole thing yeah. works. I mean, and this here's is what skill. I hate about. And here's what I hate about the Democratic Party, Tony, is they don't fight. Like the the Republican Party goes all in, like balls to the wall, like weapons of mass destruction. We're going all in like Cheney's like we're taking the gloves off. And what what's the Democratic Party's answer to that? Fucking zero. We'll go along like we're going to push legislation uh, for equal rights bathrooms. (laughs) Awesome, because that was important. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Get sucked into these yeah. stupid wedge issues, for God's sake, that have yeah, nothing like, to do with course, our day-to-day it, lives. Of course anybody should be able to fucking marry anybody. I don't care what the fuck your sex is. You know, if a donkey could consent, if it was a, a legal-age donkey and it could consent to a human, I'd be okay with that. But we can't talk to donkeys, so we can't know that that donkey <laughs> consented. So I can't be okay with that. But other than that, I don't give a fuck who loves who because love is better than hate, right? So what do we want? Do we want people loving each other? Oh, or do we want people like, oh, do that in the bushes? Like that? Come on, man. We're supposed to be a free country. Even if that sort of thing was legal, let's just say, for instance, hypothetically, if that sort of thing was legal, Dave, how many people would actually be doing that? Is that something that we really have to worry about? Is that something, David, that I should be able to scare my constituency with or voters with? You better vote for me. No, it's a non-issue. That's going to happen. That's like God. It's a non-issue. God, guns, and gays. It's these ridiculous wedge issues that Republicans beat us over the head with, and we can play these dumb culture wars. Like, you better vote for Republicans, Dave, or you won't be able to say Merry Christmas anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. Like, what? Like that's not and a I don't real give, thing. And I don't give a fuck who marries who. That doesn't affect me or my life at all. And I'm happy that people love each other as opposed to like beating each other up. It's way better. Way better. <laughs> right? No brainer. Hello. So it's, yeah, there's no, gotta stop no issue there. Into some of these things, Dave. I mean, we, we got to stop being so stupid that we let those kind of things you know, like what did Trump say? If, if Biden gets elected, the 
the um, the suburbs are going to be ruined. Literally, wow. like, is that a wink, wink, wink? Because there's, there, I don't know, too many blocks. I don't know what the hell he meant by that, Dave. I don't know right. what the hell Explain, he meant by but, that. Right. He had to follow that ruined. up with three sentences explaining how, but he didn't. He just left that right there. Oh, let me just leave this right here. No, I mean, fuck are you. You can't do that. that. That fall for stuff like that? Like, oh my God, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's really going to happen. But I guess apparently, Dave, you know, I got to, my phone's going to be running out, so I got to be leaving you here uh, shortly. But as we look at th- this kind of situation, Dave, it's like, really, folks? Do you think that uh, there's all these uh, uh, pedophile ring and this QAnon stuff is like, for real? This is really happening. We better, we better not vote for them because Joe Biden's the lead pedophile. That's, that's where we're going. QAnon thing? We went to high school that be- with people that believe that shit, Tony. <sighs> right? Just... People that we would not call crazy, right? People that we would not call fringe. People that we were quote unquote friends with at the time. Now they seem crazy to me. Like, what the fuck? Right, Dave. Right? It's just become this unbelievable situation where stuff that has. There's no proof behind it. There's nobody that's being indicted. There's no in- investigations going on against these individuals. And yet we have a, a big section of our um, electorate that actually believes these things are happening. And yeah. that's, you, you know, conspiracies happen, Dave. Things happen. We saw in the Catholic Church what happened with that. There was a pedophile thing going on with these guys for years. It turned out well, to Tony, be true. And- I just want to slow you down right there, Tony. So some of these people, because I'm going to go devil's advocate right here. Some of the people might not even believe what they're saying, but they might have an agenda where they're willing to lie to forward their agenda because by any means necessary, right? Could be. Right. The end, the end justifies the means, right? It does. That's, that could be. And that's scary. And that's scary, bro. I mean, you have Marjorie Taylor Greene, Dave, at you know, just saying outwardly, basically, the Democratic Party is Nazis. You know, because you know the Joe Biden administration, Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, they're they're Nazis. You know, because you know what Nazis want to do, Dave, is they want to uh, cancel student debt, they want to raise the minimum wage, <laughs> they want to make it easier to join unions. And they want to give more people health care. I mean, don't don't you think Wait. about that when you think about Nazis? Wait. Tony, didn't didn't Nazis burn down the Capitol, blame it on somebody else, take over the government, kind of like January sixth? We were talking about the Reichstag fire, and so yes. the legend has yes, it. it was. That, um, yes, that was that was done by the Nazis, false, so they could use the false they could, flag uh, operation. Right, they could use that incident. To say we've got to shut down these communists, we got to shut down these socialists, and basically take over the government. Yep. So are we you. not saying the same, Tony? I'm asking you. You're a fan of history, so am I. We both do a lot of research. I'm asking you: Are you are you not seeing the same trend right well, here, the, right now? The difference is that the January six riots they were so out in the open, and aside from the handful of people that are saying, well, I think it was Antifa or Black Lives Matter. 
it was very obvious. This is Trump, Trump supporters. He egged them on. What did Mo Brooks say at that rally, Dave? Um, we got to start kicking ass and taking names. What did uh, Rudy Giuliani say? Let's have trial by combat. I mean, this was right out in the open, and Trump's, Trump said a couple of different so, things during that. Trump day, said, we have to fight. Trump said, we have to fight. Giuliani said combat. So those are war terms. And then what happened? Right? Trump supporters went to the Capitol to try to take it over. The Reichstag fire was basically like in the middle of the night, and nobody was actually sure what had happened. Like, well, they knew the right. place now, burned now, down. They knew now, that. riddle me this, Tony. Now, riddle me this, Tony. If it was BLM that stormed the, the Capitol, what do you think would have happened? Oh, they would have had the National Guard out there in 10 seconds. And they would have been firing off automatic weapons. Bodies fell in the streets, right? Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Can you imagine if that was really anti- – can you imagine if that was um, Obama with um, Muslims taking over the Capitol? <laughs> so you had to read the Quran? What do you think would have happened then? And, you know, it's again, with that, Dave, there's been over 400, almost 500 well, people and I arrested. Just, I, and I just want to stop because I know you were joking. You were being satirical, satirical with that, right? <laughs> yeah. But some people are some people are going to think that you were right wing when you said that because you didn't laugh. So I just need to point that out. Yeah, well, there's been I don't know. Because you, you are making an absolute hilarious joke. I mean, but some people are saying that, Dave. I, I watched people being interviewed and talking about like, no, I think it was just Black Lives Matter people making Trump look bad. But with the arrests that have <laughs> happened, there's been close to 500 people arrested and a bunch of these people are going to go to jail, Dave, and some of them are going to be doing some serious time as they should. But when they find this out, Dave, they're like, no, these are not people that are BLM. And uh, Christopher Ray, the FBI director, uh, in front of a Senate committee, Dave, um, a while back, or at least a congressional committee, when asked that question, did BLM have something, anything to do with this? Is this Antifa? And he said, no, we haven't seen any of that. So right. there is no proof definitive proof. Up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh. And but again, not only that, but like, you know, a couple of the, the Capitol police officers were killed. Five people were killed. Um, a couple of them, like you said, Dave, were these officers and, you know, it's really, you know, it, it's like the, the Fox guarding the hen house, Dave, because the Republicans just shot down, um, the legislation that would have, uh, investigated this, we further investigated this and they just shot it down. It's like, well, they don't want this stuff to, they don't want to talk about it anymore. You know, it's now, too bad. And, it's, not ben, Tony, too bad it's not Benghazi, right? <laughs> Tony, thank you for bringing that up. There was just a vote on this in Congress, and it was 47 in favor of an investigation, 35 against. The thir- the 35 won, Tony. How yeah. is that? Um, it's that super majority that you need, right, Dave? You got to get 60 to break the filibuster? What? Yeah, Wait, you have to so- get 60. So can can we pull back the lens a little bit? Like our system's completely broken. The majority voted, hey, we need to investigate this. The minority said no, and the minority won. Yeah, and the minority, what? Dave, that has a vested interest in not getting any more of this information out 
because they're the party, their leaders, their supporters instigated it, instigated and committed the crimes and and would be held guilty for treason if found guilty. And what's the punishment for treason, Tony? Death. Death. It's the only the only thing that has a guaranteed guaranteed death penalty, Tony. Um, I got to stop you. My uh, my battery is running out here on my phone, but it's been great talking to you. Taco Truck, thank you very much for chiming in. Dave, and I'll see you next Taco time. Taco Truck. Hey, Taco. If, hey, Tony, give me one second. Don't hang up yet. Taco Truck, if you want to jump in with me, do that, and I'll stay on because I got a few minutes. So give us one sec, Tony. I'm going to play a message. Let's give Taco Truck a chance to jump in if he wants to. And I want to say that it's unfortunate that the BLM organization and the BLM movement are really not one in the same. There's the movement and people who have a desire for equality and deserve it. And then there's an organization that's co-opted the name of the movement and sort of hid behind it and done a hell of a lot of shit that's just kind of like not very pro-democracy. But if the movement could somehow reorganize and actually consolidate all of the people that came out to march last summer, if they went to the polls and supported a party, like a POC type of party, the Progressive Party would would be almost its own fracture out of the nation with a whole group of voters that came from a whole bunch of different parties or never voted ever before in their lives because they never felt that they would ever have a voice. That would be a great party. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. But I honestly don't believe that Biden is going to push really hard for childcare and a lot of the other progressive requirements or progressive requests that have made their way into the infrastructure bill. I think a lot of that is intended to sort of quiet and quell any arguments that may come from the progressive section of the Democratic Party who's like, hey, we put you in power, motherfucker. We want some shit. But at the same time, recently, when the Republicans last week came back with less than a trillion dollars to spend on their infrastructure response, he was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm willing to talk to you more about that. And it completely cuts out all of the progressive elements. Completely. So if he's even willing to talk to those idiots about it, he's willing to give up a lot of those elements that are in the law that are progressive as sort of um, pawns to get the main bulk of the law through. So there's a lot of stuff there that I'm like, mm, is he really going to support it in the end? Really? Yeah, no, totally agree. And his track record shows that he's not going to do anything radical. Wait, hang on, Dave. Actually, but that's really, it's really important to know all of the voting machines that the country uses each state uses different equipment some is diables some is built by siemens um some is investiture or used to be investiture now investiture i think is owned by dell computers but whatever bunch of different companies or shouldn't say a bunch five or six different companies that make voting equipment at the end of the day all of the equipment though has a chain of custody there's a huge fucking paper trail for where it went in between, how long it sat there, all this other shit, especially after the whole 2000 election debacle and like how it people showed how easy it could be manipulated. A lot of states cranked up their chain of custody, almost like 
homicide evidence like crazy if they don't have it if they don't have paperwork for it or there's a period of time the machines are now taken out of the cycles they take them out of service yeah man totally the investigations into the voting in 2020 is still happening as a matter of fact today minnesota just expanded the investigation to include all the money that facebook has given the state it amounts to millions of dollars look it up man if you could send us a link bro i would love that you know my instagram and everything is is tied to my to my profile i would if you have any links send me some info please 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 election results dot 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 and recount trump lost come on now come on and another thing i was talking with tony the other day and he thinks so too i don't know do you do you tony what's up y'all it's lady boss lady boss i think you were talking with another tony this is a different tony were you talking with lady boss woman tony Uh oh, Tony might might not still be with us. This was more than voter fraud. This was a um, a hijack of a, a large scale. I would say so. Absolutely. Um, as all right. Thanks for tuning into another episode and another thing with Dave. Please follow, subscribe, and share. I'm on all social media and another thing with Dave. And keep seeking the truth.